This is monster music. Everybody get the fuck up, get the stomp into it. Get the band, get the drum line, we march into it. Get your aunt, get your uncles, get your moms into it. Oh yeah! Hello everybody, welcome back to New Jump City. Oh, how you are feeling, all of you. Ah, I'm so jazzed. This is great fight music. Um, welcome to New Jump City, everybody. I am your host, Christian Espinal. Right beside me is my boy, your boy, everybody's boy, Joshua Cole. What up, guys? It's a gorgeous afternoon. Mm-hmm. Got a gorgeous view, as per usual. Yeah. up in the sky loft. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Jewels? Yeah, man. This was a long time ago. Reminiscing. Oh, Good old times, you know. Uh, also, uh, across from us, we have our, our boy, uh, Brian Bowles. I'm also here. Yes. <laughs> he also exists alongside us. Um, all right. Uh, we, uh, I'm, I'm glad we're all here. Uh, this is going to be a fun show. Uh, we got lots to cover, so we're going to get into plurgs right away. Social meds, as usual. You can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. And Joshua Cole? At JD Cole underscore 37 on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And Brian Boss is still on his self-imposed exile from social media, but uh, when he returns, he'll be at Saucy Brian Bossy. Uh, so catch him on that shit. Um, you can fi- follow the show itself on our uh, on Instagram at New Jump City. Uh, if you guys have any questions, comments, emails, feedback, uh, recommendations, if you guys are indie comic writers or artists out there and you want us to look at your shit, we'll do it. Fuck it. You know, we've been doing that with WrestleTopia. It's yeah, it doesn't idea. have to be published either. Yeah. I deadass used to read comics out of a fucking marble notebook from Christian. Yeah, boy. If it's good, I'll read it. Yeah, man. <laughs> send it in. We'll read it. We'll get some publicity up in that bitch. Uh, you can uh, send all that stuff to newjumpcitypod at gmail.com. Uh on top of that, uh, we also have uh, we're on Spotify now too. Uh, we've been on Spotify for the last few weeks. Find us on there if you prefer that to uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you guys love the show, uh, you can uh, do the best thing you can do for us is leave us a review on iTunes. You know that's uh, the best way we can receive feedback, and it helps us in the algorithm on t- iTunes. Uh, gets us higher in the uh, games and hobby section that we now currently reside in. Uh, we are on YouTube. Uh, we have a YouTube channel. I, I've been editing a bunch of little clips, six minutes. The individual reviews that we do, I've been putting those up out there. Uh, so you don't have to, if you want to like just find a particular book we're reading. Uh, and I think that's it. Uh, we're going to jump in. Uh, spoiler alerts ahead. And Brian Boss hit that manga ra- randomizer. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Promise Neverland. Whoa! We're starting with Promise Neverland chapter 144. Uh, this chapter is called uh, Help Us. <laughs> and uh, what an apt title. Um, we start off with uh, Mujika and Sanju. Uh, it was like a little flashback to right before they meet uh, with the kids and stuff, and they realize uh, they're being followed. Uh, and we cut, and Mujika, Sanju's just like, we're probably in danger, but Mujika's like, nah, we'll be okay. But the very next page is just Sanju up against this young Kakashi kid, just like with the with the spear at his throat. Well, they weren't in danger. Well, not with Sanju around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, Sanju just like, leave and I'll let you live, you know? And of course, they don't leave at all. Uh they, there's a conflict that arises. The big baby, uh, strong baby squad brigade thing uh, con- converges on Sanju. And, uh, you know, Sanju fights them with ease. He's like, he threatens them. He's like, if you lay a hand on Mujika, I'll beat you to a bloody pulp. Uh, you know, 
they fight for a while, you know, standard stuff. Uh, at some point, uh, they Mujica and um, and Don and Gilda tell them about uh, everything that's happened up to this point. They tell them about Norman's plan, and uh, you know, and they come to the realization. It really just hits them right now that it's like, oh shit, Norman really did try to kill them. Which, um, yeah, he literally said, "I'm trying to kill all demons." So, yeah, you know, he was. Pre- I still don't want to think that he's full on, you know, evil asshole well you know yeah but i i think it's just that he he had to tell these guys like yeah we're going through with it uh you know what i'm saying it's yeah, a yeah, conflict yeah. It's a, it's no a, yeah he knows that they comp, they know, have conflict. like a thing with these guys and he has a mission you know and his mission he, he's not this is norman not being evil you know what i mean he's just being like he wants to kill demons which to be fair they've been systematically eating them for it, yeah ever so yeah you know you can understand where he's coming from he's not trying to be malicious He's just trying to do his thing. Uh, but uh, Gilda is uh, is worried about Norman. She doesn't want to go through with this, so this whole killing all demons plan. So he a- she asks uh, Mujica to help them stop uh, Norman. And um, meanwhile, we cut back to Ray. He's hanging out, I don't know, I guess in the capital or something. I don't know exactly what, or where you know Norman's hideout. And Emma arrives. And uh, she reveals that she was able to make the promise. So whatever Grant Morrison demon said, she has agreed to. Uh, I, I, I she guess. She's very okay about it, too. I mean, yeah, it's going to be a self-sacrificial thing. I don't think Emma makes it yeah. uh, without, you know, you're going to be my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. It's, we called that, right? Last, <laughs> that's like a couple, couple, uh, couple podcasts ago. Yeah, I got to stay with me. We're going to watch Stranger Things season three together. Uh, Rick and Morty season four. <laughs> Did you know that's coming out in October? <laughs> oh, it's coming out in October. Oh, I don't know what day, what oh. month it comes out, but it is coming this year soon. Yeah. yeah uh, in any case, uh, everyone basically the chapter ends. Uh, Ray and Norman and uh, Don Gilda and Mujica all agree to go to the Imperial capital capital to stop Norman from killing all these demons. Um, so yeah, I guess the final arc is finally underway. Um. This this has to be close to the end. This isn't a heavy battle series, so I don't imagine lasting it that that much longer. I yeah. I bet it doesn't make it to next year. Mm, I was gonna say probably within the next like month. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, it looks like it's racing to the end. Oh yeah, I'm because uh, I don't generous. see any kind of like I don't know. I guess we'll see once. Maybe this Imperial Capital arc is going to be expansive and, and, and everyone's going to be able to get a huge character development moment, but I'm not counting on it. I'll give it to the end of the year because it's not that type of like extensive battle manga. So I don't think we're going to see Tron. It doesn't fights. have to be fights. Just, I mean, you know what I mean. You know. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. But uh, Promise Neverland, that's, uh, that's been that. Uh, Brian Boss, American Comics Randomizer, please. I forgot about those. Fantastic Four. <laughs> Whoa! Fantastic Four, number 12. Um, you want to talk about not remembering the last thing that happened? I have no idea what happened last in Fantastic Four. I mean, this is a brand was new the- arc. So the last issue that came out was uh, War of the Realms tie-in. Oh, okay. Just making sure, because that's the last thing I remember. Yeah. All right. All right. At least I think so. But, you know, if it wasn't that, it was just like kind of a one-off Uh this is uh this is uh issue number twelve. Uh I this 
It's uh, it starts at four Yancey Street. Uh, it's about time for Ben. Yancey Gray. Street. They're from New York. <laughs> Fantastic Four. <laughs> Fuck out of here. They're scientists that travel space. <laughs> no. I'm not buying it. No man, it's. Not, I don't care. It's Ben. It's not Reed and them. It's Ben. Is this is Ben Street? All right. Ben is the New Yorker. Yancey. Yancey. Yeah, Bro, take the one you. train to Yancey. <laughs> Fuck out of here. I don't I ain't oh I don't feel it. I don't connect to it. it it's not the rest Do of the Do I have to read Hickman's run? Is no, that no, what it is? No, this has always does been he, a thing. Does he inject that New York into you? No, this has series? always been the thing's thing. You know? He's always been the New Yorker, the bill the bullheaded New Yorker of the crew. He still talks Duh, like a New Yorker. Those Fox movies really different. Even, no, he, even in those Fox <laughs> movies I don't remember it. He I, just sounded like a uh, uh, stone dickhead. Uh, uh. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> you gotta rewatch them, man. Because mm-hmm. I, I think Ben is the. I think those movies got the characters right for the most part. Yeah, I don't. I but I think the harsh. movies still suck. It's, the movies are not good. I'm not defending them. I'm just saying if they're anything they did right, it's they got characters okay. Um, well, anyways, anyway, yeah, it's uh, getting time yeah. to uh, Ben Gr- for the thing to transform into Ben Grimm, uh, as established by Hickman's run. I think that's where it started. Uh, every once every year, uh, the thing sheds his rock form and becomes human for like a day. I'm not sure. Is that designed or it happens? It happens once a year. Every year, he's guaranteed one day as a normal guy. And it, so it, any comments is just like, and just in time for my honeymoon. <laughs> I just want, I'm going to go with that they planned it so that the honeymoon would happen around that. I'm not well, going to. I think it's like they don't know when. They can track it, but they don't know exactly like when until they're close to the date, at least. But they could also plan it. It's not that wild that they that they planned it around this time, which uh, good for Reed. That's some real good bro shit. You know? yeah. <laughs> That's great wingmanning, you know. Uh, so Ben Grimm's going to fuck. But uh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he got. He, he's like excited right now. He's playing it cool, but deep down, he's like, yes, 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 yes. I am a rock. I have no penis in this. <laughs> <laughs> I totally didn't even think about that, man. Uh, meanwhile, uh, they uh, they they fly away. Him and his wife, his new wife Alicia, and they land on some remote hidden island hidden in the way in the tropics. You know. Um, Ben Grimm arrives at his home, vacation home, and the dude who their concierge, I imagine, snitches on them and tells them that Ben Grimm is here. Um, hey, you better run me my check. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, one at the sunset, you know, uh, Ben Grimm and uh, Alicia Masters are walking down the beach, and uh, they're talking about Alicia Grimm. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, they're right. Married. They're married. I mm. forgot. Uh, they're talking about like uh, if the ring is going to stay on when. Uh, his his he turns into human and no it's not gonna be good enough because it's huge and it's made out of uh, vibranium so it's gonna slip off when he becomes human yeah it doesn't shrink down with him yeah idiot <laughs> like, but it does lead to this very touching oh, moment oh yeah yeah where she's like, I feel like an asshole <laughs> <laughs> she did have reason this is a sweet moment where she uh, she gets down on one knee and she basically pops the question to him with a human sized ring so he can wear whenever he turns back human and essentially then, a promise ring right yeah. I, mean, I mean no it's a it's a wedding ring it's a it's the same thing but it's just sized down so it fixed out I his think finger. it's the way she got on one knee and kind of said her you know I mean you know I guess uh, like extra vows or something 
I mean, you know, it's a it's cute. Yeah, I like it. It's really nice. I'm not, I'm not yeah, I'm not riffing on it. Yeah, I like it. I like that a lot. Yeah, it made me happy. Yeah, uh, she's got she's swag daddy. <laughs> <laughs> she got that. She nah, sugar mama. It. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the happiness Mac doesn't mama. last long because as they're uh, sharing this touching moment, the fucking Hulk shows up. And he's like, we're going to fight right now. And Ben Grimm is just like, oh, shit. I only have <laughs> literally a minute and a half before I become a normal person. Plus, I'm on honeymoon with the wife. <laughs> <laughs> come on, Hulk. Uh, come right on, this second. I-, I have a minute and a half before I get to do a minute and a half with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> you know how that be. <laughs> it's been how it's probably been a year. Uh but anyway, he's uh, he's running out of time and he's trying to uh, talk the Hulk down. But the Hulk is not hearing anything, and there's a reason for it. Uh, the Hulk is being controlled by the Puppet Master, uh, Ben Grimm's stepfather-in-law, which I guess is Alicia's stepfather. I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Didn't know that. However, um, I do want to mention that the thing tries to stop the fight. <laughs> he tries to tell yeah. the Hulk, like, "Listen, bro, you're the best." <laughs> You're the strongest big man, biggest man on the planet, and not me. All right, yeah. you're better than me. You're stronger than me. I am beneath you. You got it. Please leave me alone. But <laughs> as Chris just mentioned, he's under mind control. So, huh? L season. So big fight happening. I think Alicia almost died. Yeah, or he's maybe like, died. She didn't die. Yeah, the thing is just like, fuck. I don't want to fight right now so badly. But uh, at some point, you know, they he keeps getting knocked into walls, into fucking mountains. And now he has no choice but to square up, you know. And he apparently has like 52 seconds left, according to the final panel. That's all he needs to get his ass beat anyway. Nah, dude. The Thing and the Hulk, they go back. They fight constantly. And the Thing gets stronger every year. Just automatically. The Hulk just gets angrier. Dude, I, they're evenly matched. He's never been able to beat the Hulk and vice Get versa. Get the fuck out Dude, of I'm telling like, you. No, in World War Hulk, when he came back, he... <laughs> that was five years ago. How many years ago? Nine years so ago? So what? He's what stronger now. <laughs> oh, man. Whatever. The way he got tossed, I don't think it was enough. I don't know, man. It's going to be a good fight. And he's fighting for his wife. You know? He's got the extra motivation now. He's Listen, like, it's in a Fantastic Four book. It's All right. So I think they're going to give it to Grim. But no, this I'm was just, in the Immortal Hulk... Well, that's the thing. He was losing an arm or something. It's funny how like toenail. Bruce is involved in this, considering the fact he's literally going through hell right now. He's been through hell and back, and now he's just in a fun Fantastic Four book. Yeah, yeah. The Immortal. I don't know. I haven't been. I haven't been. I had to catch up on it. Oh, so. it's dork. It's real dark. He man. went back to hell. Oh man, it's. I mean, I no, remember that part already. No, but it gets worse. He's not in hell, but he is not in a good place right now. Oh. But anyway, that was Fantastic Four. I don't know if we cover this a lot on this show, but I do recommend this a lot. Dan Slott, who used to write Amazing Spider-Man up to this point, mm-hmm. took over as the writer. And uh, it's been very fun. It's a good read. Uh, I love the Fantastic Four. Nothing too heavy yet. I mean, the Doctor Doom stuff was kind of yeah. crazy, but that was like a first arc kind of thing. Well, that's yeah. kind of why I like this. It's just like Fantastic Four always has the like potential to have like enormous heart. You know, there's moments like when, Ali- when Alicia was... Like telling Ben about this and giving him a ring that will fit him when he's human. Yeah, sweet. that was really nice. You know, I like some heart, you know? Yeah. I like some feels. Shout outs to the Future Foundation, who's super important in the <laughs> creation of Jonathan Hickman. Yeah. The thing is, I, I'm very, I don't want to follow Future Foundation, Me but neither. at the same time, they're going to be doing a Molecule Man story where they're going to 
close the book on like or at least like have some resolution on his story. So I'm just I watch like, some YouTube about it. Yeah. I'll do the same. Yeah. <laughs> Gargoyle Man, he annoys me. <laughs> his just name by. is Dragon Man. Whatever. <laughs> he's a fucking gargoyle and he's also he does not look like a one gargoyle. of my favorite guys. <laughs> Why do you like him? You don't even know him that well. I've read that whole Future Foundation. Oh, really? Uh, I didn't know that. I didn't read it yet. This, yeah, the whole, you didn't read the whole end of the. No, I didn't finish uh, the Fantastic Four run. I had the entire oh, thing. You want me to tell you? It. Don't tell me. I'm going to read it oh. eventually. Anyway, that's been Fantastic Four. Brian Boss, randomize me. Oh, it's called Partner, but it should be called Gangster Time. Samurai 8. Whoa, Samurai 8, Chapter 12, with color pages. Uh, Very nice color pages, by the way. Yeah, yeah. We don't get uh, color pages of actual manga story as often anymore, so it's nice to see. Uh, we are on Chapter 12, Who and Why. Uh, Ata has been fighting against uh, Hachimaru, uh, Hachimaru uh, Daruma and uh, Hachimario. That's what we call Hachimaru. Yeah, at the at at the end of the last issue, um, basically, you know, they were all getting washed by Ada because you know he took out a whole moon and a whole galactic federation, and the god, the uh, what's that thing the called? Susanu, Susanu, God Man. <laughs> yeah, you know. So this is all just easy mode. He's just talking to shit right now. But um, Hachimario was able to, you know, uh, Hachi. Fuck, what's that kid's name again? Hachimaru. Hachimaru's dad um, did some type of self-sacrifice thing to absorb a whole bunch of Ada so that he wouldn't be able to be alive. But Ada's so gangster that he was able to resist it and he's got his arm and half his torso and his head remaining and he's still alive and floating because he has the spirit of a samurai. Am I correct? I guess so. (laughs) I never even even thought too much about how he's just floating around now. Well, I mean, they kind of... In this issue, they make a point to mention that, um, you know, these samurai bodies are not. Yeah, they're not regular. They're not real. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you only. He says that you die when you give up. Yeah, I'm not mad. But we're going to get back to that. But in any case, after uh, Hachimaru shot his, like, uh, Iron Man, like, what's the beam? Unibeam? Unibeam. (laughs) Unibeam. It didn't work. Unibeam. And in in return, uh, Ata just slices his back. Uh, You know, Hachimaru takes the hit for his son. Uh, and uh, that's when the samurai police show up. I guess the samurai cop guy he shows up with his machine gun fucking holder, dude, and he goes and Ata and holds him off for a second. Um, for a second, Dharma is still in repair mode and he's not able to fight because he was just bodied last uh, last chapter. Yeah, so he just like, goes to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny when he's just like. <laughs> The, the the his internal <laughs> computer is just like repair completion fifty percent and he's like I'm gonna go to sleep. This should I go should faster. just sleep. <laughs> yeah, it'll I, go fast if I just. It's like if I just go in airplane mode. <laughs> if I go in airplane, it will charge. Fa- I will charge faster. <laughs> I just won't be able to see what's happening. If I turn off my phone body, I'll just charge faster if I'm off. And uh, he does that. It, it should take two or three minutes. So he's just like, good luck, Hachimaru. Don't die in two or three minutes. Hold it down, please. <laughs> Against the world, destroy your Ada. <laughs> so he does. He falls asleep, and Hachimaru is holding his dying father in his hands as he's uh, going back and uh, remembering a time where his he was crying a lot, and his dad taught him about resilience, essentially. You know, just a standard dad-son talk about, you know, you got to be tough, you know. There's no need to cry. If you're brave, uh, you know, 
be brave, your son. You know, you want to be a ninja a samurai guy. Be brave and stuff. It's nice. It's a nice moment. I'm uh, uh, briefing it up for uh, the sake of it, but you know, uh, Hachimaru is inspired by this uh, by this memory, and he's just like squaring up. He takes out his sword, and it's not like fully. It's not. It's like wobbly, kind of. It's there, but it's not as strong as it could be. It's not in its full potential. But it's something. It's something, you know. He's putting it up there. Uh, and Ata <laughs> Ata doesn't give a fuck. He said, "Is that all?" <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what you seriously got up for. Your bluffs are weak. <laughs> if you if you don't trot out the warrior god's name, uh, he just and then he just starts fucking. Slicing. Don't you want a good chance to show off? Yeah, he's just slicing the shit out of Ajimaru. Uh Hayataro, fucking gangster dog he is, shows up and shields him up for a second. But uh, it doesn't work. Atsu just cuts straight through the shield and um, and through Hachimaru's body. Um, you know, giving him this cool scar. This is a cool panel where he's, like, standing, like, in defiance. You know, his he's got this cool scar across his eye. Yeah. Hayataro's right behind him, still fucking... Yeah, to square chopped up. up a little bit, but he's still there for support. Yeah, I thought this panel was super cool. Hell yeah! Uh, it's this really, was the panel. Yeah, of Hachimaru. Yeah, this was fucking fire. I like it a lot. Um, the fight continues. Hachimaru is like barely dodging, you know, but he's he's managing. He's getting better as the fight progresses. And uh, Ata tries to make a move on um, on on on, and uh, that's when Hachimaru just takes the hit for them again. And um, that's when Ate goes into his big speech. It's just like, samurai must be tough because unlike Bushi of flesh and blood, samurai do not die of blood loss. He dies when he admits defeat. Mm. You know? Pretty cool. Yeah. His body forsaken, the warrior god will dis- disintegrate and die. You know? Like that old guy in space did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess that's why he died so easily. He lost hope really easy. <laughs> I have nothing to say. I have nothing more to say about yeah, that Yeah, it was guy. weird. Um, and, uh, you know, he's, he's just mocking him. He's like, you don't have what it takes. You're not strong. You have no courage. And Hachi, and Hachi Mario looks up and says, Hachi Mario, you're a strong boy. And he smiles and he's just like, you know what? I'm, f- I'm going to fuck you up, Ata. And he goes for it, you know? And that's where the chapter ends. He, uh, Hachi Mario finally retaliates with the strike of his own. Yeah, uh, it looks like he's about to slice Ata's head off. Yeah. Dope. I doubt it's going to happen that way. I hope he turns his sword into some g-g-g-g-guns. <laughs> <laughs> or at least, um, <laughs> or at least this guy will wake up and then you know take out his guns. Yeah, me, honestly, me too. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, get those uh, gunner triggers out. Oh yeah, I like it a lot. And then it could come out the same time as uh, World Trigger. Ooh, Ooh. this is gonna be a nice week. Let me tell you something. This was a great chapter of Hachimaru. I'm glad that it's getting better. Uh, I, I'm, you know. I know I was shitting on you. You was a stale on. boy uh, hater. No, I wasn't. I gave it some. Pro- I, the only thing I really had a problem with was on. I mean, Brian, can you come in for a moment, please? <laughs> mm-hmm. Could you confirm that Christian? All right. In your opinion, do you think that he was a stale boy hater when it came to <laughs> Samurai stale. 8 initially? I was tough on it, but I wasn't. Yeah, whatever he stale was boy hater means it. to you. But it, I, he was mostly tough on, on, on in her characterization. Yeah, take mm-hmm. that, bitch. But. Hmm. Yeah, I just remember you being like, what? "Yeah, what's going on?" The oh, first and the first chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I wasn't like right. you know, I wasn't impressed. Oh yeah, you weren't time. impressed for a while, but I was. I didn't hate it. You know, I I, I was. Aware. He wanted to be impressed. He was yeah. open to being impressed. Yeah, right. I was open, but I so wasn't we won't drop me. the SBH on you today. Thank you. 
<laughs> Thank you, Brian. Wait, um, me? I, I felt like you needed one anyway. I, I disagree. I think you needed one too. I disagree. That's two against, th- that's two against one. I'm tired of you guys g- ganging up on me. This is my show. <laughs> uh, anyway, that was Samurai 8. You know what? I'll take this L as long as it means this manga is good. All right? I'm a noble boy. I'm a noble samurai. I mean, listen, I was hating on every single thing else, so, you know, I can't really say much. <laughs> I just wanted to get you for one. You got me for one. Uh, see, Chris I is mean, a great guy. That's why I try so hard. <laughs> You're trying to break me. Yes. <laughs> You're like the Joker, just like, I will turn you bad. Yes. Uh, That's exactly who. But in any case, that was uh, Samurai 8. Uh, Brian Boss randomized. <laughs> oh. Powers of X. Oh, shit. All right, let's flex some muscles, guys, because um, here. What? <laughs> no, nope, didn't have. I don't know. Try to think of something clever to say. No, Just well. kind of went flat. All right, so this is Powers of X, the second uh, series in Hickman's run. Uh, or pre- I think I guess these are prelude. This is a prelude series that are coming out. Uh, and, uh, you know, these are. this is an issue that's supposed to run concurrently with House of X. Uh, and just like House of X, there's a lot fucking going on. All right. Not too much. But I mean, a lot. <laughs> the promise of it of Powers of X is that a lot will be going on because in this series, whereas in House of X, we're presumably going to be following one timeline. In this one, we're not following not one, not two, but four fucking timelines. Four? Yep. Oh, we I ha- counted three. Oh, well, you counted wrong because there's X. Is that first scene with Charles? Does that count as the first? Yep. This oh, is my God. All right. So this first, <laughs> the first timeline is known as X-Zero, the X-Men year one, the dream. Uh, X-1, the X-Men year 10. Pretentious season. The world. Um, X-2, the X-Men. Omega pretentious season. Year, year 100, the war. And X-3, the X-Men. Year 1000, Ascension. Got nothing to say for that. Well, uh, all right. We start, I'm going to try to be as brief as possible, but uh, there's a lot going on. Uh, the least amount of time we spend on a, in terms of timelines is year one. Uh, it starts off with this carnival thing that uh, Charles, is exa- Charles Xavier is attending, and he meets this mysterious woman who uh, claims to know him, even though they seem to have never met. And uh, she's just like, read my mind and you'll know who I am. And he does. And he's like, oh, shit. They had the most delightful conversation <laughs> that no doubt will hold so much value later on in the series. You know yeah. how these things go. I mean, you know, they tease like the future characters from uh, from the war uh, chapter. You know, there's but uh, anyway, uh, we cut to the current time, year 10, which is strange year 10. Because this is implying that everything the X-Men has gone through since their inception has been 10 years. I don't agree with that. I also don't agree. But you I know, think this is just when things were normal and happy. And then 10 years later, Hickman started writing for them and shit got, you know. Because I don't, I don't know. Everything I've read from X-Men so far, and this isn't the 90s stuff. I'm just talking about everything that I've seen and read. Mm-hmm. You know, we know that X-Men are being hunted in general. And, you know, people don't like them, et cetera, et cetera. But, like, things are still kind of, you know... Well, cheery you know X- what i'm saying there was still a whole bunch of x-men around you know logan had he was a. I mean the x-men always existed but yeah. like what i'm saying is like i think this could have easily oh you're right because, because x zero died well because x zero he's walking in it too he hasn't lost the use of his legs at this holy point. shit you're absolutely right so i uh oh I'll, my god i didn't even think about. i mean that. a lot can happen in 10 years but 
Yeah. I just assumed this was just regular times. I'm not you know going to be I'm a saying? stickler about it because whatever. Because X10 is supposed to be the present, I imagine. It's the present time. Yeah, 10 years though. I mean, whatever. Even Batman from Rebirth wasn't that bad because, you know, they shoved, what, 30 years of stuff into, into 20 or 15 years or something? No. This is New 52 was the worst because Batman New 52 implied that he had four Robins in six years. I mean, Gotham City's rough. I mean, yeah, but that means, like, the Jason Todd stuff had to have happened. Uh, Damien had to have been born and been alive for 10 years. Uh, Dick Grayson had to have been Robin, then Nightwing. So this is why I shouldn't apologize for being a stickler about this. <laughs> well, m- maybe Jonathan Hickman will clarify. We can't be the I'm only not, people that yeah. found something weird about that. Well, I'm not, like, bugging out about it because, in theory, you don't have to count every single thing that's ever happened to the X-Men as a thing. So <laughs> Yeah, you're right. I, I can theoretic I can get behind the idea that I guess in ten years it's come to this point. But who's to say? I, I'm I'm trying to go along with the story. I'm trying not to think about the time stuff because I'm gonna lose my mind. We'll be here for another three hours trying yes. to figure it out. Um but uh we cut to the present year ten where um uh Mystique and Toad arrive back in Krakoa. The and, most beautiful place in the world that's essentially heaven. And is alive. And um she goes to the house of M, which I imagine is Magneto's territory in Krakoa, and uh, she hands him this flash drive, uh, but she tries to get something out of it as well, and Xavier is just like, no, give me that flash drive. Um, so yeah, we did you a favor by allowing you to stay here. Yeah. He's also, <laughs> that was you repaying us. <laughs> so yeah. He's also back. like, we have demands of our own, and um, this is, uh, this, it's a cool line, but I'm like, Jesus, Xavier, what are you doing? Uh, he's like, we're bu- we're building a better war- world, Mystique, and everyone who would live in it owes something. He's know? scarred from the past, of, from dying, from the X-Men vs. Avengers event. Yeah. I think that, I, I feel like nothing else even matters that maybe he was just reborn and Charles was just like, you know what? Fuck all y'all. Yeah, I imagine that's where he's going. Onslaught to dickhead. Fuck the Avengers. Fuck all you humans. I'm ready to just be yeah. a... That seems to be what Mutant they're going overlord. with. That seems to be what they're going with. Is they're building their own nation. He's got Magneto carrying his sack for him, essentially. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, to get Magneto to carry your sack, you had to be a real deal motherfucker. Yeah, you see his X helmet. Mm-hmm. I think he can do more things. <laughs> and he's, he's a telekinetic now. That wasn't uh, his thing back in the day. Oh. He can only read minds at this point. But now in this new body, he seems to be able to move things with his mind. It's the helmet, bro. Bro. Uh, then we cut to the year, uh, the X Men year one hundred. This is where things get a little wild because this is also where things get pretty. Like I don't know, hasn't this happened in X Men so many times? Isn't this whole Cable's whole deal? Future stories are obviously nothing new. But, nothing new. But this is a hundred. I don't know how far into the future Cable is. So this is a hundred years into that future. Uh, but in any case. We're suppo- <laughs> what's happening here, things went terrible. Uh, we get from these informational pages that Krakoa eventually falls. Yeah, so... Krakoa and the Mars thing, so... They yeah, they've, they're really <laughs> throwing it out there. Uh, and uh, there is, in this timeline, they deal with something called the Sinister Line. It's a mutant breeding program. After Krakoa and, um, and the space program thing failed, and on uh, the mutant sanctuary on Mars also failed, uh, Mr. Sinister and... A, a, a small cabal of mutant leaders that have been erased from history. Like there's a lost years of mutant leadership between the 10 and the hundred years. 
that took over essentially and put Mister Sinister in charge of breeding mutants together in order to continue the human, uh, the mutant uh, race. Uh, it's pretty wild. This, this is the interesting part. There's this character called Rasputin. Uh, she's uh, you would think that she's like kind of a descendant of a uh, Colossus because she's all metal. Yeah, she has that metal skin. She also has uh, Ilana's sword, which is uh, magic, right? Yeah, That's magic, which is. Uh, also Colossus's sister, so there's something going on there. And uh, she's a chimera, and chimeras are essentially a part... There's been, they've been trying to recreate and breed mutants in phases where they're trying to experiment with different uh, ways to uh, combine mutant DNA. And chimeras in particular were made up of five mutant DNAs. Rasputin in particular are made up of Quentin Quire, uh, Colossus, Bane, uh, Kitty Pride. And uh, Kinney, I know who Kinney is. I don't know why I'm like blanking on her, but that's her power essentially. And she's got all these people's powers. Who's Bane? Uh, I don't know. I've, I don't know how many X Men, but Bane is one of them. So that's why she looks like Colossus, and she's able to uh, be a telepath and all that stuff. But yeah, we cut to this future. This lady named Silo uh, Bell. She's being taken in by these human robot people, and. Um, She's accompanied by this uh, Nightcrawler-esque type of dude uh, called the Priest. Oh, Cardinal. His name is Cardinal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're they're just debating on whether they're going to save her or not. And, Coloss- and um, Rasputin is like, yeah, we're going to save her. Fuck yeah. And she goes in. She starts kicking ass, taking names. She's fucking cool. I really like her. She's got a cool sword. Uh, yeah, big magic buster sword. Yeah. Uh, but uh, she fails. She doesn't. She's not able to save Silabelle. And she is taken. Uh, and, you know, she has to go back to Krakoa or wherever they are. That's another thing that I have to explain a little bit. Meanwhile, Silo Bell is taken to Nimrod. Uh, Nimrod is an X-Men villain. I just don't know what his deal is. Uh, the robot? Yeah. Okay. He's my favorite character so far. Because <laughs> he talks so much shit? Yes. Um, <laughs> as for usual. Oh, man. Josh, I didn't know you would no, grow well, to be the leader I, of the, <laughs> the mutant <laughs> resistance. No, 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 no. It's that I really... I like Jonathan Hickman, so yeah. um, like it's, I understand what he's doing. It's a robot that's trying to act like as if it has emotions, but he's drawing the parallel between people that try to act like they're being nice to you, and yeah. they just kind of put up a front even yeah. though they're doing something terrible to you. Oh, yeah, he's being very condescending. She's like, I will kill you, and he's like, that's the spirit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but like even the moments when he when he starts apologizing, he says, "I'm very sorry for what I'm about to do to you." Where it's like, "Fuck your apologies." <laughs> you don't mean that. Yeah, but he's yeah. I uh, that's how I interpret it mm-hmm. from from his writing. You know that he's he's drawing a parallel. Yeah, yeah. To real people that act like this, that <laughs> that are essentially machines. You know, people and power. I, I get it. Yeah. That's, you know, I like, but anyway, that's they, why I like this. I don't like him. I like what it's representing. Yeah. I like, uh, yeah. So the they shots. dunk silo, silo bell into some tank, a bath, uh, some bath. I don't know what it is. I guess they're just trying to get information. Which from one her. of the grunts mentioned say, Hey, that's a, why don't we do that? <laughs> that was pretty <laughs> funny. Uh, there's a, there's a big deal about the black brained, uh, people of the mutant breeding camps, but, uh, I don't really remember what the hell that's about. So I'm going to skip it for now. <laughs> Explain another time. Unless you know what it is. Um, I think I remember it being something about uh, the tele 
kinetics. Oh no no no! Yeah, they yeah. were bred by humans. Okay, yeah. now I remember. They were these black-brained uh, mutants were uh, built by were bred by humans so they could for the sole purpose of hunting other mutants. Yeah. And uh, this lady that uh, that Rasputin was trying to save was one of them, but she seemed to have turned and defected. Well, a few of them. Yeah. That, that, that's kind of what they said. Like, that program was kind of a failure because a whole bunch of them defected anyway since it was in their nature to defect, period. It was, mm-hmm. it was they, they had it. They wrote it in the passage. They yeah, were saying it was, that, uh, they're, yeah. they're meant to deceive. And, yeah, but know, because that stuff. was their nature, they turned on the humans and went and said, hey, well, you know, we're mutants, so we might as well betray these guys. <laughs> go, yeah. yeah. And it made sense. It made total sense. That's why they discontinued the program, and that's why she's obviously rogue mm-hmm. and not with them. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Rasputin, she's about to pay the price. <laughs> Rasputin arrives back on Krakoa and where she meets up with Magneto, Wolverine, Groot? Question mark. And um, I know this lady in the back. She's Jean Grey, but a different Jean Grey. I remember from Uncanny X-Force. Uh, she what was lady? You talking about with the, the one with uh, the fire head in the back? The oh, skull? snap. That That's was Jean thing. Grey? I think so. I, I do remember this person. I'm Blue just, Phoenix? Yeah, I'm not rem- I'm, I just don't recall the exact place where I remember. It's been a long time since I read that. Series. It looks like Magneto, but I mean, a hundred years later, he was already a grandpa. Oh yeah, that is Magneto. Why is Magneto still like? I don't think that's Magneto. Old. That might be like... A descendant or something. Yeah. Or uh, someone picking up his mantle. Old Man Logan is Wolverine. Yeah, he's still alive. <laughs> he's back. Well, he just became Old Man Logan. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, uh, okay, so, and then we get a little bit of an info dump on the surviving mutants. They basically split up into two colonies, divided into three uh, three uh, lands, uh, essentially owned and protected by the Shi'ar tribe, which is cool. They've always had, like, a thing with the X-Men. Uh, Have they? Yeah, Kid Gladiator used to attend Wolverine school. Are you serious? Yeah, remember Wolverine and the X-Men? I didn't know there was a Kid Gladiator. Yeah. And he ended up taking over the... Uh Oh no, that's that's Gladiator's that's son. Right. Yeah, he is Duh. he is his son. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, and the issue ends with uh, the thousand year part where uh, Silabel is still in that tank, but there's this alien looking Charles Xavier dude. I don't know if that's it, Charles. It's or a not, mutant. But yeah, it's a mutant of some uh, sort. Apparently, I think it's mutants when they've you know went to God mode. They, I don't know. Yeah, Nimrod is now just a flying hub like Skeets and a good guy. <laughs> is he? I mean, <laughs> maybe not. I don't know. He's just a robot. He's yeah. morally ambiguous. I mean, amoral, right? Is that yeah. the right word? Yeah. And then there's this interesting part. The last panel. Remember that first part of uh, House of X where Xavier city standing in the fl- in the forest? Yeah. And all these mutants, uh, these supposed mutants, like hatch. Isn't that them? No, I you, don't believe so. You, I think okay. So he has those are literally humans. Inside of, oh, you know, okay. like a, a, it's like a zoo kind of. They're like kept in this, this dome, this huge dome that you know looks like it's just preserving the only piece of like organic life on the planet. It's yeah. got trees in there and like some Adam and Eve shit Type going stuff, on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we see the tower that they were that they were teasing at before too. Yeah, broken in shambles. Because a thousand years later, nobody won the war except. I, I mean, I guess mutants won eventually i mean we don't know it's yeah. it's very ambiguous right now uh i'm really enjoying this uh yeah it's a ton of information oh wait before we before we wrap it up before we wrap it up i just want to say that he's he's all right so the mutants do win because the machines are obviously helping out this guy who is a mutant 
And they're talking as if like, oh, you know, these we, we keep the humans here just to remember that, you know, of the evil in this world and, and how we have fallen before and basically sh- shitting on us. <laughs> they, they got us like like zoo animals in there, basically. Pretty much. Saying like, see, we and, let's, and then they even end it by saying like, uh, and hope to God they never have dominion again. Yeah. All right, Hickman, we're not that bad. <laughs> you um, know? Yeah, I mean, you know, if you're already a fan of Hickman, this is for sure up your alley. This yeah. is the thing you need to be reading. He's, uh, but uh, if not, this could probably be, this is not like a starter for anybody out there who's like trying to get into comics. You'll probably not be into this. I thought about that, man, because when you look at the cover for the first thing, there's no other reason to have like the original looking um, Jean Grey. Other than to draw in like, That's not thing, like all the f- on the cover. That's the lady he's talking to. No, on the cover of the first one, oh, House yeah. of X, because it's they want to show the old fans like, look, look who we got here, some some old stuff. You should come look into X Men <laughs> again because it's good now and it's going in a good direction. So I don't think it's for, I don't, I wouldn't recommend it to brand new fans looking to get into X Men. But I think this is so nice as a bridge for maybe like fringe X-Men fans from yeah. back in the day to get back into a serious story that'll streamline everything. I mean, you if you're if you're that guy. I mean, he there, did that for girl. Avengers. I didn't give a fuck about Avengers other yeah. than just the movies before Hickman got on. I mean, if you're that uh that fringe X-Men fan and you've probably already heard of this run and if you are hesitant about it, I would more than recommend it. It's interesting at it's pretty interesting. I it's hard to tell where it's going, but because there's so much mystery and it's very ambiguously written. But it's interesting. Hickman's a great writer. There's no two ways about it. Uh, I can't wait to see what's next. Uh, but uh, that's all. That's all for for now. Uh, Brian Boss, manga randomizer. <laughs> Sorry, Black Clover. Oh yeah, Black Clover, chapter two hundred and fourteen, Dawn. Um, Everybody arrives back in the human world. Um, well, they've been arrived. All the elves have just uh, been like, bye, guys, after they 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 were freed from their bodies that they took over voluntarily. And then this guy, I forget this guy's name, but, you know, Wraith Magic Dude uses his magic soul abductor to literally yank Patry's soul out of the sky and give him back to a body. <laughs> to the... <laughs> To the to the body that was created for him, yeah. So Patrick's alive. Uh, Patrick is probably gonna be a recurring cast member in this series. Uh, is he and, young or grown? By the way, elves all look young, so I, it's hard to tell. They was kind of grouping him along with like Asta and Yuno. Because I was thinking, like, well, is he going to be a Black Bulls member, or is he just going to be grown and doing his own thing? I would throw my phone if he becomes a Black Bulls member, but I would hope that he just hmm, goes. Good thing you got a case. Yeah. Uh, but in any case, Patrick's back, uh, and he's like, and Asta's like, what are you doing? And this guy's just like, I'm not letting you disappear for all the things you've done, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's not your call, buddy. <laughs> You're just some dude. And uh, Patrick's just like, Radies, thank you. You've given me the opportunity to atone. And, uh, you know, this guy shows up. I forget his name as well. Um, um, Danger? No. Danger. Vengeance? No, not Vengeance. I know Vengeance. This guy, the black-haired dude that 
was white haired. Oh, he was like really that. cool for for a while. He was the guy that used the copy magic. Was it? Was yeah, it I'm pretty sure okay. that was the guy. Yeah, I just forget and his name. Now he just talks, and he's not cool anymore. <laughs> Raya is his name. It says right there. Um, and Veto and uh, the fire mage is right beside him too. Uh, Patrick f- seems to fall over or something. And that's when William Van just shows up and is like, "Who'd ever thought there would be a time I actually get to touch you, my closest friend who shares my sin?" Ooh, weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this was a little too over the top for me. Yeah, it's it's fucking. And um, they touch noses. I mean, they didn't touch noses. They're very close. <laughs> I'll grant you that. <laughs> they're they're quite literally inches away. Dog, but. if you're close enough to joke about someone touching your nose, then that's close. <laughs> that's close enough to be touching somebody's nose. Uh, come on. Uh, in any case, um, Vengeance is like. I, I know this is a selfish request, but take me to Julius. To his corpse. <laughs> to the to the thing I killed. Um uh, and uh, you know, everything everybody's going back to repair and everything, you know, everybody's getting back to work trying to rebuild the Clover Kingdom as best they can. Um you know, they get familiar with Nero, you know, and um that's when uh Lum- Lumiere starts to fade away because he is only here temporarily. And um, they have a little nice moment between him and Necre. Oh, Sekre, I mean. Sundere. Uh, Sundere. And uh, they, she's just like, thank you for uh, for allowing me to serve you. You've, it's been, it's made me very happy the time I get to spend with you. And he's like, I was happy too. Blah, blah, goodbye, everyone. And uh, Wizard King uh, Lumiere is dead. Uh, yeah. But fret not, everyone. Uh, back at the forest, Yami and uh, Vanjin show up to uh, where where Julius's corpse is supposed to be to f- discover it. It's not there anymore, but they sense this magic coming. And it turns out Julius has been alive this entire time, but he has been de-aged. Yeah. They're going to explain that one. <laughs> Look, it's this that the fact that his thing is not a big deal to me. He has chrono magic. This makes sense. Yeah, it does. I wasn't upset. But I am. I knew you would be, though. I th- well, thought you. You're would right. Be. I am upset <laughs> because this war no longer has any consequence. It's we're kind of back at zero, with the exception of Asta having a new sword, which was always going to happen. And I guess Nero's not a bird anymore. She's going to be a black ball member. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of this war. Me- Seal magic. This war meant nothing. Unseal magic. Julius <laughs> is alive. You know, I mean, you know, I'm Black not Clover. I feel like I was angry about this when I first read it, but now I'm like, well, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you see what you felt that lasted days lasted literally a moment for me. It wasn't I days. was just like, eh. <laughs> I felt like it was brewing until this moment. until you just said, it. I guess. I mean, you know, I guess today. <laughs> right, <laughs> fair enough. I'll give you today. Listen, man. It's So it's, you woke up out of bed and said, eh, Black Clover was all right. Uh, I wouldn't say it was all right. I'm just like fine with it. Because <laughs> that's the thing. I feel like this is the problem with fairy tale. Is it's like not, oh, fairy tale bad series. This isn't as bad. This you know what? Fairy tale is way more predictable and like I would say that, but like it also shares a similar problem to Black Clover and that Black Clover is afraid to have consequences. You know, like Veto is back. All this shit. Who's Veto again? Veto was the uh, the animal magic dude. He's not back. He's back. Veto's alive again. He's well, right here. The Beast Man? Yeah. That was wildin'? Yeah, he's back. When he was in the underwater place? Yeah, he's alive again. 
He's right here. Vettel has been resurrected over the course of this arc. Did you forget? That's him? Yeah. Why is he not big and strong? Oh, because he's DH because he was resurrected into a new body. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's like the whole conflict with the elves. Babe, and all right, but you know what? This is cool because this was just like a blip in the radar, some character development. This was a hundred forward, chapters. And now there's way more Black Clover ahead of us now. This is a hundred chapters of uh, amounting to almost nothing. Yeah, and there's 500 more to go. <laughs> That's all right. I don't know, man. I would have at least I would have been as annoyed by it if Julius had just stayed dead. Yeah, because at least dead. that's just a fucking but I like thing Julius. that happened. I, I like Julius die. too. I don't want him. I to want Vengeance to die. But couldn't some, he stay dead? Yeah, couldn't some, have somebody shot him or whatever. The only people who are gone here are the elves we didn't even give a shit about. Yeah, I didn't care about Patry. My man's with the Patry's black hair gone. That's one other thing, I guess. But whatever, Patry's just gonna come back and be a good guy and save them from something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. Remember the witch lady with the black cat that was super OP? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where is she? That's still a thing. <laughs> yeah. Just reminding you. Just reminding you. That's all I have to say about Black Clover this week. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, don't, for any potential writers out there, don't forget, don't be afraid to stick to your consequences, you know? I, I, it, it, just kill off the more minor characters. Or just, you know, if you kill someone off, unless there's a real good reason to resurrect them, Leave him dead, you know? Yeah, same fucking DC or Marvel. You know what I'm saying? Because there's no suspense anymore. I can always assume that everything's just going to work out for literally every single person in this series. I mean, that's why I read Black Clover. I like that. Even Veto. Veto was the worst person ever. And he's he was. just back. And he's going to get his redemption moment. And it's just like, you didn't fucking deserve that, bro. <laughs> why couldn't you just stay dead, bro? But anyway, that was Black Clover. <laughs> I can't wait for 700 more chapters of this series. Oh, yeah. Uh, get, uh, Brian Boss, randomize me, please. Pere, 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 pere. Pere, 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 pere. Pere, 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 pere. Shit, my list. <laughs> Avengers. <laughs> oh, thank God, because I didn't have WrestleTopia. <laughs> we have Avengers number 22. Uh, this is a brand new arc. Uh, spawning out of uh, the War of Realms. It's a Ghost Rider-focused arc, which I thought was a cool idea. I like the Ghost Rider. I have my opinions, and I'll wait till after. I also have opinions. Um, we start with Robbie Reyes, uh, the new Ghost Rider. Who was actually a really cool character. I want to just plainly say that. <laughs> Robbie Reyes is a very cool character. <laughs> I don't, no, 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 no. No bullshit, no bullshit, guys. All I right. really do like this, and I like the direction. Anyway. Uh, he's, uh, he's just driving around with his little brother. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, that's when the ghost rider car he uses just wilds out and, uh, you know, takes him on a joy ride and almost kills them both or at least his brother. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, ever since then, Robbie Reyes has been trying to destroy his car, but it always returns completely resurrected. He's always even like on his knees when it returns the next day, just like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Fresh. <laughs> Uh, so he goes to the Avengers about this. He's like, I quit. This sucks. I hate this fucking car. We got to destroy Wham. it. I have superpowers. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll give him that. Yeah, but, the Ghost Rider's got to be like kind of a not fun thing to have in your life. I suppose. But uh, <laughs> especially if you have a younger brother that you ha- you're you basically in charge of. I guess. But you know what? I'll, uh, we'll wait to the end. Uh, so he takes the car to the Avengers. He's like, I want out. 
uh, we got to find a way to destroy this thing. And Black Panther's like, we don't even know how this fucking thing works. We can't just destroy it. I called the guy, but uh, for now, we're just going to try to figure something out. And, uh, you know, Black Panther runs his experiment and it causes uh, Robbie and the car to go crazy, you know. And that's when uh, Damien Hellstrom shows up. Damon Hellstrom shows up. Son of Satan. He's the expert that Black Panther called in. And it is just like uh, he's going to help us get get rid of the Ghost Rider stuff. Um, meanwhile, in Turkey, uh, Iron Man, Thor, and uh, Oko- Okoye um, are investigating the ruins of uh, War of Realms stuff. She-Hulk is also there. Um, yes. And this is an interesting thing that I, I, that got me a little excited. Um, they, they arrive at this cave that wasn't there before the war, and... Um, Inside the war, Okoye has discovered uh, a fossilized metal Iron Man mask from the Stone Age, uh, which I guess are the Avengers 1 million or 1 billion, whichever they are. They're not 1 million. They're just the Avengers BC. from like... Yeah, yeah from, that's what I meant. Yeah. All right. Uh, Marvel's answer to JLA, JSA. <laughs> I mean, is it? <laughs> it's kind of because you know they did the legacy shit at the same no, time. No, Marvel was doing rebirth. Marvel's Dick riding, you Marvel's know what I'm answer to uh, to JSA, their version of JSA, were the invaders essentially. It was uh, Captain America, Namor, and uh, the first Human Torch. Oh, so I just thought as far as like having <sighs> whatever. Well, t- I don't want to linger on. In any case, yeah, they find this uh, Iron Man, this ancient Iron Man ask- mask, and we cut back to Avengers Man- uh, Mountain where. Uh, Damien Damon starts his uh, cool devil stuff to try to exercise this car. He gives Blade this gun, and he's like, "If anything goes wrong, shoot the, shoot uh, the boy, the car, and then me." Uh, so they start doing the thing, and uh, Robbie Ray is sent to hell, which to him is traffic. <laughs> <laughs> I think to most people that would be traffic. You know, I could agree. That yeah, shit sucks. He steps out of the car and. Um, and who shows up? But Johnny Blaze, Ghost Rider, shows up and he's like, I'll race you for the power of the Ghost Rider. Yeah. And that's where this ends. Uh, I mean, I like this prospect. I like the Ghost Rider. I think it's a cool metal-ass concept that I, I wish I'd seen more of. Um, and the idea of a hell race where uh, where both generations of Ghost Rider are going to have to race for the feature of the Ghost Rider franchise essentially i think that's sick so all right let me tell you my issues with it and then i'm gonna go into why it's still okay all right so it's been no secret that i believe that avengers has been just a meh kind of series so far want to say i agree yeah uh, it's fine you can interject whenever Mm -hmm. um and it's really just kind of there just to be there and serve that purpose. But I appreciate it for what it is because, you know, my favorite thing about DC and Marvel is the the continuity. The whole we're all in the same universe together. This everything like something happens here. It matters there. Avengers has literally been tying the strings together so perfectly as far as that goes. So why, where it hasn't been super interesting, it has you know, serve that role. All right. So with all that said, um, I like the characters that are in the Avengers now, but I feel like they're so kind of vanilla, you know, and then you've got this new character, right? Uh, Robbie Reyes, who's the new Ghost Rider. And I don't even know if, if Ghost Rider has ever been an Avenger before. 
I thought it was. You want to talk about the Ghost Rider being metal? I think it's that's fucking metal for him to be in the Avengers. I think it's a different aspect. I think altogether. he's probably been served so like he's been on the reserves. Ghost Rider is essentially Similar to not how he's a been a, a Fantastic Four yeah. reserve as well, right? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't Whatever. put Ghost Rider is one of those things where he in this universe where he exists kind of outside of everything else. It's weird, like which he, is cool, he, which, yeah, yeah. which makes it all the more cool right that he's a part of this but they've just done nothing with the character uh, who is potentially the most interesting character so when this arc first started i got excited because he was going to get more attention but i don't like where it's going i i believe that they literally are going to drop reyes out and we're going to get fucking johnny storm or whatever johnny blaze all right, back. <laughs> and it's like, I don't care for this guy, man. We could have did something new, you know? First of all, I agree with a lot of everything that you said. Um, Avengers has been pretty okay down the line. Uh, I feel like it's mostly because Jason Aaron has been writing Avengers, and I think his focus was primarily on ending his Thor run with uh, War of Realms and all that stuff. Yeah. And I think he's got his full focus on Avengers now, so maybe is he that'll not, change. Is he no longer writing Thor? I think he's leaving the book at... Like the last issue that came out was okay. his final issue. Uh, so I guess his full focus will now be on Avengers. That's encouraging. Uh, and he's obviously building to something with uh, the prehistoric Avengers and all that stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's still a thing. It wasn't just for the whole uh, the, uh, the Chosen One, whatever that thing was called. The yeah. final host mumbo yeah, yeah. jumbo. I can tell you, I guess like uh, it's not. A, they put these out, these solicitations for future issues. And it seems to be that they are grooming Danny to come back, uh, Johnny Blaze to come back as the main ghostwriter. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of something that's been built up with Robbie Reyes because he's always wanted to leave. Yeah. And that's what's the. All right. Do you mind if I say a few? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So, and that's kind of the whole point, right? Because, like, you could easily flip this and say, no, this is Robbie Reyes' arc, you know, as far as like. This is finally going to be his spotlight so people know who he is and let him, and allows him to kind of arrive, right? And what way to do it by getting the co-sign by Johnny Blaze, but not stupid. People don't give a fuck about Robbie Reyes because you know, most comic book readers, I'm not going to talk shit about comic book readers. I just think that they have a lot of pressure to bring back these legacy characters. And it's like, it would have been just so much better if they just buried Johnny Blaze as he has been and just let Robbie yeah. Reyes do his thing. That's why I'm not optimistic. It's funny. They kind of tried. Like, they put uh, Robbie Ray as an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I think. Really? Yeah. Like, vanilla Robbie Reyes or Ghost Rider? Ghost Rider Robbie Reyes. Was he a prominent character or was he just a I don't, one I never watched the guy, show, yeah. but I do remember, like, watching, like, little, like, seeing little trailers that Ghost Riders and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yo, that's sick. All right. And it was yeah. Robbie Reyes as him. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping it'll get better from here. This hell race, I just... I'm interested. I just I, hope it doesn't go in that direction. Me too. I just hope that... I also hope that, you know, at least if it goes in that direction, I at least want this to be a good send-off for the guy. I haven't followed Robbie Reyes' entire story. He's had several series. Not several, but a few series of his own, like, solo series with Robbie Reyes as Ghostwriter. So he's... They were cool, too. Yeah, the you could argue... Really interesting. Yeah, you could argue he's kind of had his time, you know, I guess. Danny Ketch, the Ghostwriter in between them, also had his own runs and stuff oh i didn't even know there was a previous yeah there was a guy in between um you know so this is just like kind of a mantle thing that happens i don't know where they're gonna go with this i hope it's at least fun you know they have a lot 
of potential. I'm hoping it's the crazy. Johnny Blaze cosign and not the Johnny Blaze takeover. I, you know what? Yeah, me too. But you know, it feels like it's gonna be rough. We get a post credits <laughs> thing at the end of this. Uh, did you see that? Um. Oh shit! Featuring your favorite oh, characters. Shit. <laughs> Oh my God! Yes, it is. No, they're your favorite characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not, not going to say anything else about that. Uh, yeah. Oh man, what's going on? Absolute Carnage is being teased in these little post credits. Is that what that pages. is? Yeah. Those that red bubble, the speech bubble thing. That's Carnage, bud. Oh. See, this is what I was talking about. These little post credits. Why? What? 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 What what beef does Carnage have with these guys? It's building up to absolute Carnage. Carnage is coming after everybody. Oh, that's the whole point. Yeah, he's just coming after yes. everybody. Can't wait, guys! Oh, the next Venom comic is gonna bring it in, right? I think so. Ooh. No, uh, the ne- absolute Carnage is gonna be its own like main series, and then there's gonna be a ton of tie-ins. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So we're going back into tie-in hell, you guys. Yes, no, that's cool. <laughs> it's just not cool for our wallets. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that was Avengers. Uh, Brian Boss, randomize me. My Hero. Whoa, My Hero Academia, chapter 237. Christian was right. Yeah, boy, I was right. Don't you forget it. I think they could have... I'm trying to find the chapter name to this. This is one of those where it's at the end. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, cool chapter 237. a whack trend. Uh, Tomura Shigaraki Origin. Three? Because <laughs> the last one was two. Uh, but anyway, we, uh, we, cut, we start where we left off. Uh, Shigaraki is fresh off of murdering his entire family. Um, he's just walking around uh, the city looking real raggedy, uh, you know. He's asking for help left and right, and people are just ignoring him because he looks like a scary child. Yeah, very scary. And it's like, come on. People got their own problems. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he starts, you know, we get this little monologue where he's like, I've been walking around forever and nobody's helped me in a society overflowing with hero- heroes. Yeah, that's kind of wild. Yeah, it's kind of sad. And uh, and he says, if only the itch, I thought the itch was gone. If only back then someone, anyone had reached out for help. And then we cut to all for one reaching out and we get this last text post that then maybe the itch would have gone away for good. This was his last chance and society fucked the boy, you know? Yeah. Maybe he just rocked down the wrong street that day. I mean, you know, I would, I would probably wager a a bet that all for one knew where he was. But, um, Oh, well, as far as him hanging out there, no, no, I'm saying as far as like, Walking down the wrong block where people were just maybe too busy. Yeah. Because I don't know. I would have called the cops if I seen this kid just walking around. Like, holy shit, man. What the, what the fuck is your parents? Yeah. You did what? Hold on. <laughs> you, said, <laughs> you said, what happened to them? <laughs> you? Oh. Uh-oh. Don't yeah, touch me now. Hey, hold, hold it down right there. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but, um, it, but it didn't happen because it's a sh- sh- manga. And yeah. It's a fictional story. Uh, so all for one is taking him in. Uh, Doctor Dharma is also there. Uh, Eggman himself, mm-hmm. uh, and he's just uh, you know he's asking. He's pretty much encouraging Shigaraki to let his his more destructive impulses free. You know, let it all go. And uh, we cut to this alleyway where he's getting picked on by these uh, these thugs in the alleyway. And he was just too scared to act again. You know, he he didn't want to. 
he was like afraid to destroy things again and we cut to back to all for one in his room just talking to him just convincing him just like you gotta let your feelings free bro kill him if you can yeah he has some morals to him at first you know he was like damn i can't just kill anybody just because they made fun of me Mm -hmm. or kicked me in the fucking face well yeah that too (laughs) but surely surely that doesn't warrant death yeah right (laughs) uh but yeah he uh he looks to the to the piles of hands that are on his table there and um you know he's uh he basically says uh those two guys back there who hurt me i want to kill them I don't know how to explain it. It's like this bad feeling is filling up and filling me up, and I can't stop it. I As can't. He thinks hold about back. a stern dad, <laughs> the source of most people's problems. Yes, uh, just a stern dad. Stern dad. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, he takes the hands, goes back to the alley in full Shigaraki gear. You know, hands all over him, um, and he proceeds to murder all these dudes. Hands the all alley. over him. Yeah, he literally does have a whole bunch of. I forgot he used to look like this. Yeah, I like this design a lot. I, I always liked his hand yeah. thing. Mucho creepy. Yeah, it was always creepy and cool for a villain. Uh, I liked it a lot. And, um, you know, he kills all these guys. And um, Dr. Dharma was just like, strange, I thought he lost all his memories. And um, All for one point, he's like, they're not lost. He shut them away. He's pretty much just blocked out the memory of him killing his parents. And all he, all he has now is just this craving to destroy. Um, perfect. Perfect. Just what all for one would like. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> and he blesses him with his last name. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You are reborn now. Well, first of all, he goes back and uh, he's like, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> I'm murdering all these dudes. I got these gifts for you. They're Good the, work. They're the th- the hands of these thugs. Uh, you can Now you can wear these, too. These as well. <laughs> And those are the hands that he puts on his on his uh, torso and the back of his head and his neck. It's like when you, you know, how, how they say, like, oh, when shoulders. you take a girl's virginity or you lose your virginity to a girl, you you, you hold on to her panties or her bra or whatever. Something like that. You Is know? it? <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. That's yeah. I, I didn't do that. You know I what I'm saying? No, I don't think, it, you know, but... I guess it is this, a thing yeah. I've heard. I mean, if that's what if that's a thing, just to make the metaphor in comparison, you know. I mean, you know, it it's a, it's a, it's also like a murderer thing. Take a trophy for the person you kill. Yeah, it's totally creepy. Either yeah, way sure. about it, I mean, <laughs> yeah, like no matter said, what, yeah, either way. And um, he he is renamed. His name is Tomura Shigaraki. Uh, Tom, Tom, Tomura comes from uh, the verb tomura tomo, tomurao, uh, meaning to mourn. So, uh, <laughs> And his last name, Shigaraki, which is all for one's last name. Which is my last name. <laughs> you mom. My you child. My son. <laughs> yes, he's going to mold him to be a perfect little monster. Yeah. Too bad all might beat that nigga's ass before he, you know. <laughs> Y'all know what happened. Yeah. Y'all remember uh, what happened in the that The United prefecture. States of Smash. Yeah, United States of Holdies. <laughs> 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 Uh, and now we cut back to the present, right again, uh, and um, Redestro, yeah, I'm just taking my little victories while I can. You uh, take those. And uh, Redestro is just still swinging his punch. Uh, Shigaraki was is just thinking to himself, I on that fateful day, I wanted to murder my father, so I did. My heart became unencumbered as I watched the rest of my family crumble too. No, that was not a tragedy. Gigantomachia is still blasting through people. Um and we get little cut shots around to the rest of the league. Uh, Dobby is still taking care of, of Toga. 
Oh, not Dobby. Uh, Twice is still taking care of Toga. Dobby is still fighting the ice dude, and Mr. Compress is just like, we gotta, he's heading straight for Shigaraki. We gotta go back him up, you know? And uh, Spinner is running towards uh, Shigaraki himself. And uh, we cut back to Sh- the last panel of Shigaraki crushing, like destroying one of the hands. I think it was the one on his face. Yeah, the, yeah that's what I want to go with. The uh, last well, one of his hands. Epic you know? hand. Oh, and he looks scary as fuck. Yeah. His it, face. So, you know, Shigaraki is Lizard now- Man's like, Shigaraki! Dekantomaki is coming to beat Joe. Nah. <laughs> um, this is a great chapter. I think so, too. I understand that Shigaraki is totally evil and there's zero redemption for him. Mm-hmm. His finality will be death. <laughs> or jail, like All for One. Yeah, super jail. <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably. Yeah, because even All for One didn't die and he's probably worse, right? <laughs> he's probably got worse body count. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, generational body count. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was My Hero Academia. Very excited to see what happens next. Uh, we're running towards the conclusion, so... Of what? Of this arc. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Imagine it just Don't ends here, the heart. whole series. <laughs> here you have it. <laughs> this and that's how the story ends. <laughs> uh, but that was it. Uh, Brian Boss, randomize me. WrestleTopia. Oh, yeah. WrestleTopia. Let me open up my Dropbox. Me, two, one. Uh, Did you download Dropbox? <laughs> <laughs> I do have Dropbox, but I just don't have it uh, handy because I am unprepared. Uh, uh, Brian, hit another drop quick. <laughs> do the long quit it now. Oh, yeah, now we got it. WrestleTopia number three. Uh, these are the last in the press, uh, the uh, press, quote unquote, copies we got for this series. Uh, we, uh, we are at two peas in a pot. Uh, we are, we are open in the AWF headquarters in Minneapolis and uh, where, the, where Rory's old boss is looking over some papers, being the boss, you know. And that's when uh, Manifest Destiny and his and his crew of fucking wrestling goons pop in and uh, introduce themselves. They have um, they they strike a deal basically with this guy. It's just like you will uh, you will surrender us, Rory, and we will have this battle. Yeah, this wrestling, this championship match for the ultimate wrestler in the galaxy. Being an absolute thirst bucket. Yeah. Like, for something you know you're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a part of their culture. If they're chal- We'll learn later that if they're challenged, they have no choice but to respond. They have wow, to. I respect that. <laughs> I like that a lot. So, yeah, they make the deal. And uh, meanwhile, back in, uh, back in Yumakuga City, um, Rory is being kidnapped by the WrestleTopia forces. And that's when um, the, uh, the Machis- Machito is his name. Uh, the other wrestler that was with the trainer originally, he shows up and he wrestles these guys into submission. It's fucking fun. It's fun. <laughs> it's pretty funny. He takes down three dudes at once. Um, easy money. Yeah, easy money. And, uh, you know, they reunite and they drive away. And we learn, a, uh, oh, well, before that, we get a news. We get 
a little bit of news from uh, from the world. Apparently, the UN have gotten together, and everyone is submitting their best wrestlers to go up against. <laughs> <laughs> Every country is <laughs> submitting their best. Re- like Iran is um, is presenting uh, I- Ivan El Santissimo, <laughs> and the Iron Hussein, <laughs> and uh, you know uh, Sweden. Oh no, Canada is uh, is submitting the Gaspard Dubois. And uh, Gaspard Dubois and Pierre Renault. Uh, it's pretty great. Yeah, <laughs> seeing all these random fucking wrestlers that they're asking. Oh, what about the American Gigolos? <laughs> yeah, and um, they can't decide, so the UN just gets into a massive chair, like brawl to decide who's the gonna whose wrestler is gonna be there. <laughs> the judge jumps into the crowd. They're all infected by WrestleMania. Yeah, I can dig it. Um. We get a little bit of a backstory from Machito. Uh, it's kind of it's touching, you know. He was uh, he was a little person in uh, in Mexico. He was getting bullied because of who he was, and he was inspired by wrestling to uh, you know to become a wrestler, you know, to be better than you know just what they what they see him as. It's a nice touching story. Um, meanwhile, back at Saint, back in Saint Paul, uh, the uh, the commissioner dude that. They go that um that that used to work with Rory uh, gets an gets an unexpected visit from uh, one of uh, Manifest Destiny's henchmen and he basically is <laughs> just like we're gonna betray this guy, uh, you know. So if you can't find Rory, we're gonna have to put this guy up against him. And um, after after we get rid of Manifest Destiny, we want you to rule the world. So yeah. Oh, we also got a little brief one-page scene where um, their uh, Rory and his friend's car is literally thrown off of a cliff by WrestleTopia's uh, forces. But uh, yeah, that's basically WrestleTopia in a nutshell. Uh, these three issues have been very fun. Uh, uh, our boys down at Suspicious uh, Behavior Produ- Productions. It's a very fun book. I didn't expect to like it as much, uh, considering I have no relationship with wrestling <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> But no, I like the characters. I like the main characters. You know, I like this, uh, this Manifest Destiny. <laughs> Manifest Destiny is so funny. I'm looking forward to more. <laughs> I love the idea that like the, the UN is just like, no, we have our wrestler. <laughs> it's like my favorite scene in this whole thing. Um, Everyone, yeah, everyone's trying to say who, who got the best. Yeah. But um, that's been it for uh, for uh, WrestleTopia. Brian Boss, manga randomize me. Was that enough time to get into your? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was. Uh, it was probably going to be a little easier to get into my manga. <laughs> Doctor Stone. Oh yeah, Doctor Stone, chapter one hundred. Okay. Very very quick recap. So last week we did not cover Doctor Stone. However, I will let you know what happened real quick. So Ruri had a hunch. She jumped down to the trees because she is a superhuman. And she found the capsule where the platinum was. How did she find it? She used her superhuman abilities of keen eyesight. Wow. <laughs> so, she, whatever. She yeah, found, basically, she finds it, and um, it's encased in stone because, you know, it's been there for 3,000 years. Yes, they have no... She has no idea how to uncover it. However, she... 
pulls out this clever message to Senku via these rat mobiles. We, yeah. we covered those before, yeah. right? Okay, yeah, Senku, I know what the rat mobiles are. Senku basically creates plaster so they can blow up the, the concrete that it's surrounded by and get the platinum out of there. Yeah, like a bunch of little mini bombs. So uh, Pretty I, cool. Pretty and cool. that's where we open now. Uh, she is digging through the rubble caused by the plaster, and she finds that whatever was inside is now just sand in a bottle. Um, but uh, not all hope is lost, she realizes. This has always been a thing with Senku. She would take these little fragments of the stone world and turn it into something amazing with science. So maybe she could do something with the dust. So she collects the dust and she uh, runs away. But she wasn't as thorough as she thinks because uh, Jafar guy uh, notices that a piece of a shard of glass has been left behind. So he knows something was up here. Um, I'm sorry. Hmm. Glass? <laughs> something is up here. <laughs> they Whatever, man. Glass doesn't go in trees. <laughs> <laughs> if he even knows what... I'm going to assume that this guy is intelligent. Like, he knows <laughs> of, like, Amer- like, like you know, like, human stuff from the past. I don't know. Maybe not. He didn't know what the fuck a car was, so... <laughs> yeah. Um, he looked at the tracks like, oh, this might be a car, even though I have no fucking clue what that is. Yeah. He's on to them, man. So, um... She gets it back to she gets the dust back to him, and uh, Senku realizes that it's not sand; it's gold dust. Um, we we learned that uh, over the time of his life, uh, Byakuya has been just spending t- his entire life at the river, just trying to pan for gold dust, because within gold dust uh, there is also platinum. I had I did not know that that's where you get platinum from. Gold dust. I thought platinum was just another metal you found in the earth, same way you found gold. Yep, no, it's uh, it's apparently, depending on the location, natural gold dust like this can be very rarely what, uh, can be very, very rarely contain what we need, and platinum. So, it's just a tiny amount of platinum that they need, so they just need to dig through whatever's left, and upon uh, just immediately looking through it, they find little, more little shards of platinum. So, to find that much platinum in so much gold dust, it must have taken decades of panning for gold in the river for years. And uh, we get a flashback and we realize that's exactly what Byakuya, uh, Senku's father, has been doing for pretty much the rest of his life. Yeah, after they made up the music thing. <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah. With, with this girl singing on it or whatever. That was... Uh, yeah, he dies in the that's river. That's what they do. Yeah, picking up gold. Mm-hmm. Sheesh. Yeah. yeah, they all did it to the... Damn. Yeah. That's and, crazy, uh, huh? And we, we get it confirmed for sure. Senku and uh, Byakuya are not related. They've hinted at this before. They've mentioned this. I never knew that before. Yeah, before apparently Senku was uh, the son of a friend of his, and he just adopted him for some reason. He never really cared for the particulars because Byakuya is the one who raised him. Yeah, yeah. You know, Senku's so. scientific, so that makes you know, sense. That's my dad. It doesn't matter uh, who it was. But in any case, yeah, that we finally get to see how Byakuya died. And um, the next day, Senku is able to use his science to acquire platinum. So now they're able, they can create a uh, machine to make unlimited revival fluid. I still don't remember how, what the platinum does in that situation. They didn't explain it yet. Okay, okay, cool. Cool. Uh, it was just an integral part of the machine they're going to make to create unlimited revival fluid. Sure. I wonder what the machine is, dog. Oh, man. A revival machine. This has been a pretty good chapter. Uh, very touching. The stuff with Senku and his dad are always just like very touching chapters. Yeah. Because he is the one who inspired him to do science things, you know. 
and something so like Senku is so passionate about. It's nice to see like these little segments of where it came from exactly. Yeah. And also Byakuya went out like a, you know, like a fucking G, like a hero, dude. Uh, anyway, that was Dr. Stone. Brian Boss. Hit that randomizer. Oh, no. Which one? Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, Lord. Oh, they're oh. all super long. Oh, oh. <laughs> 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 they're all super long. Uh, no, not the Prince one. <laughs> one Piece. Wait, One Piece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, one Piece, chapter 950. The Face of a Snitch. <laughs> is, is that what this chapter is called? <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. Uh, a soldier's dream. Um, mm. We start with uh, Eustace Kid, um, you know, talking with Luffy real quick. Um, he's just like, "You want to fight against Kaido again?" And Luffy's like, "Yeah, you want to come?" And uh, Eustace is like, "Negative. I'm out of this. Uh, we do our own thing," you know. And he rebuilds his robot arm using his magnet powers. Uh, and uh, he and Killer go off to uh, to rescue the rest of their crew. Uh, well, I'm sure this is not the last time we'll see them in this arc. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's going to be as prominent as Gang Beige was. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, he's literally given a proclamation that he is not going to be with Luffy's shenanigans. Yeah. That he's going to find his crew, and then they're going to do their thing. Yeah, after he was literally School. betrayed by his last alliance, I can imagine why he was not down to fucking hang. Um, yeah, they didn't break down the full story, right? No, they got beaten. They didn't, explain. and he didn't want to join Kaido. That's what happened, right? Uh, yeah. And the other guy said, "Okay, no, we'll join you. It's fine." <laughs> yeah, that's not super confirmed, but you can imply that's exactly what happened. Um, given how Apu and um, and Hawkins both pieced out to join Kaido, and Kid was where the only has, one defeated. Wait, wait, wait. Where has uh, Scratchman been? He's Apu. around. He's definitely part of the uh, the Kaido. Crew. Oh shit, man! Mm-hmm. They have not ran into him yet. He was a he was he was a big deal, man. Yeah, essentially, Kaido's got four supernovas under his uh, under his employ. Damn, Scarecrow guy, which we thought was yeah, whack, but it's actually Hawkins, pretty dope. X Scratch Drake, Manapu, right? And X Drake, yes. Who you also? No, you didn't think he was whack. You liked that he turned into a T Rex. Yeah, he's the best. There was that <laughs> oh, only Uru was whack. <laughs> I yeah, Uru is like a few of them. Uru is pretty much by far the worst one. <laughs> <laughs> Supernova by accident. Yeah. This old ass man. He's the oldest one and he's the fucking lamest. Um, but anyway, back at the labor camp, um, you know, Rise was trying to get everyone on Luffy's side. Uh, meanwhile, Luffy is just burning up from the poison he just touched. Um, he has relative immunity, but not that good immunity. Um, but uh, yeah, Chopper's trying to find an antidote for it. And uh, the prisoners notice that Momonosuke's here. And uh, this was a cool moment. Um, Everybody's not super convinced so far to join them, but they've seen Momonosuke, and Hyogoro realizes, is like, oh, this is what we're missing. A dream. That's mm-hmm. something that lies beyond the battle. A future for Wano after Kaido goes down is what, it's kind of what they needed, you know? Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's pretty cool. I don't see why it has to be him in particular, but, I mean... Uh, you whatever. know, dynasties. I get it. Family yeah. name. It gives them... Feels makes them feel safe. Mm-hmm. And these, it's not like these guys are you know evil or anything. I mean, so, it's it's cool. hope because a lot of these people were very much aligned with his clan, and to see that no, yeah, they did good things. Continue. This isn't like a real yeah. life situation where you know the warlord is actually a piece of shit because yeah. you know yeah, well they could see this kid and just, just shown in manga be like this is a Kozuki. Their family has always been great to us. Yeah, it gives us hope that he's still around. 
So yeah, and uh, everyone in the prison camp seems to be on fucking board for that. Meanwhile, back in Curry, um, Ashura introduces uh, Kinemon and his group to this uh, gr- this graveyard of samurai. Uh, Ashura's former friends who, uh, in rebellious spirit, have all joined together and is like, fuck this, we're not going to just lay down and accept Kaido's rule. We're going to fight even at the cost of our lives. And that's exactly what happened. They yeah. all got washed. Yeah, they all got bodied pretty pretty quickly. Um, Ashura is the only one who remains. Oh, not the only one, but, you know, a lot of them are dead. And, um, I, you know, Ashura is just like, you know what? Now that we have, now we have a Kozuki back, you know, we have some hope. We have an actual fighting force. Let's get into it. And Ashura and his uh, his bandits are now part of the resistance. Uh, meanwhile, outside of the floor, flower capital, uh, Zoro is just dispatching all these fucking ninja that are coming after him. Uh, pretty easy. Again, fucking yeah, Zoro. Yeah, come on, Zoro. <laughs> fucking Zoro, man. He's so he, wants, cool. he wants to see that, uh, that other guy. Mm. He's like, mm, that guy was uh, parrying my slashes. <laughs> no one's been able to do that. Mm-hmm. I, wanted to see, I wish Zoro would have fought Katakuri. That would have been a dope fucking fight. Yeah. Or not, maybe. I mean, <laughs> maybe Zoro would have cleaned that up. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, we don't know the full extent of Zoro's power. Yeah, we have no idea. That's why, like, yeah. Uh, Sorry. But in any case, uh, he's been protecting Hiyori this entire time. Um, she asks, she apologizes for being a burden on him, and he's like, uh, "Well, I, if I let you die, I'd have to answer to Momonosuke." You know, it's nice. You know, nice little thought. He's looking out for his boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he realizes that like he still his sword was stolen a long time ago. I almost forgot this happened, but uh, the sword he got from uh, Thriller Bark has been stolen by. Uh, oh, he got that sword in Thriller Bark. Mm-hmm. So okay, he started off with two swords. Started off with three, and then one of those swords got destroyed in Annie's lobby. And then oh, and then he got the third one. He got the third one. I remember from- one of the swords were really important though. From early, even yeah. before Thriller no, Bark. Yeah, there was with one a girl. Of, Wasn't the girl that, one of that's the cool swords, with Smoker? She was like, oh, this is some oh, no. type of sword. Uh, the, Remember? Well, that's the one that got destroyed, but the one you're talking about oh. is uh, his childhood friend's sword. Yeah. He took that one, and that one's still with him. Oh, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Isn't that girl... All right, they never explored that with Zoro. Yeah, how that I think girl they just dropped like. it. I think, yeah, because uh, it was kind of weird. I'd like to think she that... she died. The other girl was confirmed dead, right? Yeah, yeah, she's gone. So it's just a coincidence that this girl... Yeah. Therefore, we could drop it. For, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I think right. Oda dropped it a long time ago. Um, yeah. The same way he dropped Smoker from being an important character. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure he'll show up again and do something cool. Um, I have hope. Um, in any case, uh, Zoro's just like, I had to get my sword back before the battle. So, you know, he wants to avenge Tonyasu's death. The dawn. Go do the it. The young Zoro. dawn. The young dawn. Rest in peace. Um, and the chapter ends with at the flower capital where X-Drake and, uh, and Basil Hawkins are surrounding uh, Trafalgar Law, my boy. Oh, yeah, your boy, right? This is my boy. Listen, you look at his face. So they say, I know you've got a connection to the Straw Hat crew, so you're going to tell me what you're plotting here in Wano, all of it. He's got sea cuff stones on. And he's got his arms folded and a real cheesy smile on his face like, hmm, let me tell you what that smile means. That's not a smile of confidence because he ain't going to give up no info. That's a, that's a smile of, wait, all I got to do is get these guys up and I can get my crew lit. Nah. Bro, he's about to tell. Nah, dude. All he cares about is that polar bear. Nah, dude. 
That's the only person Locked he cares down about. For the, cause. the polar bear, the kid with the other hat on his head that says polar bear or whatever the fuck, <laughs> and the rest of his nah, weirdo dude. crew and his submarine. He's gonna get the fuck up out of Dodge the same way Yusuke's kid is. No more. Yeah. He's he he did this to start a war with Kaido. He's not out. Yeah, but he cares about his friends way more. Well, he's annoyed that the crew Beepo. that he's annoyed that his crew wouldn't that Luffy's crew wouldn't help him find his crew, but he's not gonna leave. He got them into this. He's going to sing. He is not. That's our boy. He's going to He's going to sing. He's going to sing a tune. All right. I think he's going to be cool. I think he's not going to say shit. So, and I went to jail because you niggas tell. Do you remember when that gun went off? <laughs> yeah. <That's, laughs> that was a line from my guy, Coach the Ghost. <laughs> you should look him up. Sean. Uh, all right. I'm done. Anyway, that was One Piece. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, things are slowly but surely getting there. Uh, I imagine there's probably going to be a bit of a, more of a training arc because there's still eight days to the fucking climax. But um, yeah, very excited to see where this is going. Brian Boss, randomize me. Unless that's it. That was it. Oh, shit, we're done. Oh, that's it. I went to jail because you niggas tell. Do you remember when that gun went off? Hell that's yeah. The, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's Law's line right oh, there. Oh, man. You guys. No, that's going to be Luffy saying that to Law. All right, I'm done. You guys, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of New Jump City. You are very greatly appreciated. Please follow us on the social media. I am at the Chris Espinall. Josh Cole is at JD Cole underscore 37. Brian Boss, whenever he returns from his self-imposed exile, at Saucy Brian Bossy. Uh, email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com for all of your, uh, you know, talking to us needs. Uh, <laughs> Uh, follow the show on Instagram at New Jump City. Yeah, hit us up on Instagram. Drop a comment and say, what's up? <laughs> yeah. What up, guys? Yeah, yeah. Uh, review us on iTunes, please. Uh, if nothing else, please do that. Yeah, drop five stars, four stars. Subscribe to us on I'll Spotify. Three, you know? mm-hmm. Subscribe you to two us. Stars, don't put it up at all. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Subscribe to us everywhere. We are worth it. <laughs> uh, you guys, thank you so much. Uh, see you next week. We love y'all. Peace. Yeah.